Hey guys, welcome back to Chance It. Today we have a friend of the show here. We have Marissa. Hello, Marissa. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, ladies. Super excited to be on Chance It. We're so happy to have you on because I feel like this has been a long time coming. Like, I was trying to decide. I was like, oh, like, should I was like, I just don't know. We were trying to figure out like what season we wanted to bring like all the friends on. So I'm like, this is a good fit. And we haven't had a guest in a minute on our show, so we thought it'd be good to invite you. And I feel like you have a very interesting life. So, with that being said, <laughs> I've been having FOMO. I've been like, when are they going to ask me? I'm ready. I know, right? <laughs> That's how all my friends said. They're like, oh, so you're going to invite me on the pod? But I'm, I'm going to give our listeners a little, like, background of, like, how we met, um... So me and Marissa met because we were in a college program called T. Howard. And that was, it feels like almost five years ago, but it wasn't. But it was like, yeah, 2018. Whoa. Like 2018, we met and it was like an internship that placed us. Um, And then I really don't remember us really being cool or anything, like other than following each other on social media. But the summer (laughs) afterwards, I was like, oh, like I'm moving to New York. Like I'm looking for a roommate. That's what it really was. And, like, for, like, a hot second, we were, like, looking at living together, like, in New York. But then we ended up getting two different, like, opportunities. So we never ended up living together. But then we moved to the city, and we just hung out, like, all the time. So that's how I met Marissa. Um, And now she's one of my dear friends. So um, with that being said, like, we had the background in, like, media. So, like, tell us about yourself. What do you do? Where are you from? All of the things. Yeah, so Niall's story is, is pretty spot on. We really did not talk at all during T. Howard, which no, is so didn't. funny. We, I, we had like two different friend, friend groups, but very blessed that we were able to come together when we did because like you said, we're dear friends now and I'm super grateful to have her in my life. Um, I am Marissa. I am from Los Angeles originally, but live in New York now. Um, I've lived in New York for what, two years now? Um, two COVID years. Yeah, COVID, I was back at home, but two years, going on my second year now. So yeah, I moved to LA because I work for the WNBA as their brand manager. Um, So yeah, that's kind of one of my my biggest passions is kind of supporting women in sports as a former female athlete and just kind of amplifying their stories, especially as it relates to the WNBA and Black women. Over 80% of our league is Black women. And so I just want to tell the stories that, you know, I relate to and that can just amplify kind of us and continue to storytell around that. And what better way than to do that through the WNBA? So that's kind of where my passions lie right there. but yeah, that, that's me, a little little bit of background. No, I love that. I feel like it's become such an interest now, especially over the past couple of years, of Black women in sports. I'm dying to see the King Richard movie that just came out with like Serena and Venus Williams. I think it's super admirable to be in that profession and to even... I don't know. I feel like that wasn't even when we were younger, even a thought for us to be able to still somehow be involved in sports without being an actual athlete. Like, I feel like she completely manifested working at the NBA. So I think she tells a little bit about that because I thought the one that was like a testament to like your faith and just like what happens when like your faith is aligned with your passion, like what can God do like in your life? You know what I'm saying? Because like, I feel like that was just like the cool story ever. So I'm gonna let you tell it because 
Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, cool. <laughs> every day I'm I'm really blown away by it and just how everything kind of just manifested. And I think it's, you know, just a testament of just trusting God and letting God lead the way in your story and you trying not to kind of control it too much. So, of course, I had this vision for my life, but, you know, I don't kind of dictate what my vision is right. God really does at the end of the day but in college um, I had an internship with the LA Sparks and at first I wanted to be a sports broadcaster but after that internship I'm like actually I kind of like the business side a little bit more and then I just started envisioning myself working for the NBA and the WNBA and being a commissioner or being a president of a team and that's far away if I still want to do that but I just really set my eyes on that and I'm just writing in my journal I have so many journals that just talk about like I want to work for this job I want to work for this job and I remember I was it was my senior year and I was in not interning I interviewed for Viacom I made it to the final round at Viacom and I anytime I'm interviewing just because the confidence I have in myself I'm like I think I should get the job because um, I, I think I'm a pretty good interviewer. I'm like, yeah. I, I got this. I got it in the bag. I think I had a really good interview. Turns out I didn't get the job. Um, and I'm like really bummed. I don't know why. I hadn't been hearing from the MBA at the time. So I'm like, what's happening? Uh, little do I know, two months later, still like I haven't heard anything from anybody. I get an email from the MBA and it's like, you've been selected for the first round of interviews. And from then I'm just like, oh my God, like had I accepted that job with Viacom where I'd gotten it, this opportunity would have been, wouldn't have been here. So that was just kind of like, all right, God, you're really showing me what is for me. Um, and, you know, I can't really control the story. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I just have to trust the process and not, you know, think about it too hard. And that's kind of like how it really unfolded. And I was just really preparing and praying every single day that I would, you know, show up and show out in these interviews. And I did, and I ended up being selected as one of six out of about 3,000 applicants for the NBA wow. program. And yeah, that's just kind of where my dreams kind of, continued to unfold and I ended up going through the four rotations and two of them being WNBA now here I am working for the WNBA so it's much it's a much more hefty story but really I have vision boards I can pull one out now that have WNBA plastered on it and when you're looking at those type of things every single day I just think there's no way that things can't work out for me. I got Brooklyn on my vision board because I wanted to move to Brooklyn one day. I have all these different things and they just keep coming to life. And I think it's just a power of manifestation, kind of what Niall said and waking up every day and seeing that and knowing that it's possible, but you just have to trust, kind of trust yourself and trust the process and trust God. And I think that's the coolest thing like about it all is I think you're like a really big visionary yeah and like you envision everything for your life and I just think even like I we've literally only been close for like two years but like I see it all the time and I don't know I, I admire that about you and um I think that's something that you know our listeners and just like everyone especially when you're in your 20s like you're trying to figure out what's going to work for you and like how am I going to get to where I'm trying to be and you have these like thoughts of what you want your career to look like and your friends look like and all these things right so like I feel like this is the time in your life where it's like you have to dream big and then you have to just like believe that you can do it um and I do think like this is definitely one of your like passions is Absolutely. WNBA and like it shows up in your work and so I think that's like really dope so yeah, yeah. it's a testament too like don't give up if something doesn't work out for you like in the first the first place like don't give up still have like your your heart set on it and honestly you can't 
God can't fulfill anything unless you or whatever higher power you believe in, unless you put the work behind it too, right? So like showing up in those interviews and still being very dedicated to reaching that, I think too, um, probably really did help you land there. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a certain point where you have to kind of take your foot off the pedal with whatever it is and let things come to you. We, I think so, so often we try to dictate like what's going to happen in our life or this relationship needs to go this way or this job needs to go this way or I need to be on this set path to, to kind of achieve. But sometimes you just have to take a step back and just control what you can control and everything else will manifest and everything that's for you will be for you. Um, and kind of just listen to like, what what, what is mm-hmm. the higher power? What is being told of me right now? What should I be doing in that moment? And I think when you do that, things start to really kind of attract towards you versus you trying to control everything. So when you try to control everything, things works. don't work out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the opposite happens right you're right (laughs) wait so I would love to hear a little bit more now that you're at the WNBA what does your day-to-day look like like what exactly do you do Um, just give us a little snippet yeah I mean it's, it's pretty complex but really I'm in charge of what you see for the WNBA and how our stories are really told and how our brand story is told. So when you think of the WNBA, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about our players? Are you thinking about our league? Like, what is that thing? And I really am trying to control that narrative because from my perspective, when you, when you see the WNBA, I want you to think of these super badass women who have their own businesses and are super cool and are just really complex. And that at the end of the day, they're women of color and that they're here and that they're making an impact. And so that's kind of what my job is. And I can connect them to different moments, whether that's Black History Month, whether that's Women's History Month, Pride Month, there's so many different things I can connect the WNBA to. And that's what I'm trying to do is tell the story through a different lens that's like not just centered on the on-court product mm-hmm. um, because the game is so much more than just the game. Um, and I think as you know, the sports landscape changes and everything, people are starting to realize that really we don't care too much about just what's happening on the court. We care a lot more about whose people characters are and things like that. And that's the kind of the stories I'm trying to tell because for instance, when, when I, when someone thinks of me, I don't want them to just think, Oh, they, she works for the WNBA, but like, who am I as a person? Like, what's my story? And kind of like what Nyla was alluding to. I want them to think of that. And I want people to think of the same thing, like when they think of a WNBA player. So and the league itself. So that's kind of my approach um, and what I'm trying to do for the league right now. Yeah, I love that. I think it's super important work, especially because when you think of like male dominated sports, a lot of times you do think about the players, right? And it's like, people love Tom Brady, whether he's with the Patriots or like Tampa Bay, right? But when you think of like WNBA, you don't necessarily like, you can't really name all of the teams, top players. And so you crafting that narrative where people are buying into the story and then thus like supporting the women in the league, supporting the league itself. It's creating a bigger picture that hopefully, you know, in the next 10 years, it is, you know, a main stage player. When you turn the TV on, you're seeing WNBA just as much as you're seeing like NBA on your TV. Exactly. And that, and that's the goal, just leveling the playing field for, for women across the board. And that's in any company you work for. I think that's always the goal. Um, it, well, it's always my goal for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned you live in Brooklyn, but yes. you're from LA. So we have to dive in <laughs> to the differences and like how, like, you know, I think we, like we mentioned earlier, I mean, in conversation that we've had, it's just like 
I think in your 20s and stuff like that, like those are the two big cities that everyone's trying to figure out where they want to move and whatever. So you've lived in both and you've had experience of both. So talk a little bit about that and like how it was like being from now like West Coast. I mean, being from the West Coast and now being in New York, East Coast. Yeah, well, if you know me, you know I am a West Coast girl through and through. Um, I am very mellowed out. New York does not match my personality, mm-hmm. aside from maybe occasional bouginess here and there. Um, but <laughs> like, no, you like all the restaurants yeah. and stuff. I like the restaurants. I like the restaurants. But you know, I I I'm born and raised in LA, so nothing will ever replace that. Um, LA really is just my personality. It's very chill and I can kind of dabble into different things when I want to, whereas New York is like, go, go, go. But I think it's getting me out of my shell to kind of be more of a go, go, go person um, and just experience those different elements. Because for me, I can just be chill and chill by the beach or something every day and just be woo-saw. Um, <laughs> but I like, I like being talented in that way. Um, believe it or not, usually I don't, but I do like it because it, you know, it takes me out of my comfort zone and it just allows me to interact with people differently and learn more about myself. The more I am in New York, I think the more I learn about myself. I'm just being ingrained into this super big, crazy and dynamic city. Um, but I think, you know, when it comes to a comparison, New York food, of course, LA vibe. And then weather, LA weather, like the weather sucks right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I, I think another thing that's really cool that you do is um, you bike a lot. And yeah. so you will bike all over the city. And I think that like kind of you're incorporating that kind of like LA feel, like being outside, like, you know, just getting some fresh air that's like not a very you know new york thing so like i think that's really cool that you like bike and you're able to explore the city on like that way too yeah you know? i try i mean biking is an extreme sport in new york and it is I dangerous a few weeks ago and she'll tell you that experience wasn't wasn't pleasant wait when she Kat did it with bikes with y'all yeah she did she no way you. she never uh-huh. told me it is chaotic. That's why, that's why she didn't tell you. How did y'all get her on a she's bike? Gonna kill me. She's going to kill me for saying that. Um, <laughs> she but yeah, fell, yeah. Huh? I like... <laughs> she did. She did. I'm she sorry, Kat, if you're listening to this one. <laughs> um, but it's a good way. I, I encourage everyone to bike because I think it's just a good way to explore. Whatever city you go go to or whatever city I go to, I bike because I like to see it. It allows me to just embrace the city in a different way. I went to Philly a month ago and I, I biked around the entire city. Um, but yeah, and then it's just like liberating. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just some free spirit. But I mean, they have city bikes for a reason. Like it's a thing. Like it's a thing. Right. You can do it. It helps you yeah. clear your head. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I would love to know too, like what other tips? So to be completely honest, I'm currently like thinking about moving out of state for the first time on my own. And I have no idea where to start, but I would love to know like advice, like maybe like one or two pieces of advice you would give to anyone um, when they are looking to get out of their comfort zone and like go cross country. Yeah, uh, let's see. So, (laughs) well, can I be honest? I was like stressed out when I first moved, but maybe because I I just graduated college, it would have been different now. But just graduated college, like I was so stressed and like it was, there was so much anxiety because I'm just this 
kid, I would say, or just like <laughs> just graduating college, moving across the country with no family on this side. But, you know, I think what helped me is just kind of establishing that I had some type of network so I wasn't all alone. So like I knew I had a Niall, a Gabby and like other people who would be here so that yeah. I wasn't completely alone. And I think that's important that you're not just moving to a city, just like completely just siloed and like it's mm-hmm. only, you need at least someone you yeah. there. Um, just to kind of help you. And I think, you know, as long as you're doing ample, like, research, I'm a big researcher to see, like, what's in the area, what's going to fulfill me, is there, like, I don't know, a bookstore that's near that, you know, because I like bookstores when I go home or something, is there bikes that are near me, like, find those things that can kind of remind you of home, too, so that when you are going through those moments of, like, transition and, you know, just difference, that it's not completely, like, and totally just foreign. You have some things that can remind you of, oh, this is, like, home, and this is bringing me back a little bit, because, you know, you do get homesick. It's very easy yeah. to, to, to do so, um, especially if it's your first time. So you need those little things that can remind you, and I think if you can do that, I think it'll make the transition a lot easier. But I would say that network and then um, just subtle reminders. Yeah. And like, like I said, I think when we first moved to New York, it was like, we were like forcing each other to keep coming, going out. You know what I'm saying? Like, say I didn't like, say we didn't know each other. I'm sure I've been plenty of like nights and weekends. I wouldn't have done anything, but it's just like, you kind of like force yourself to like, keep going out. And like, you know, even if that's not what you necessarily want to do that day or whatever it is, it's just like, you kind of, you're like, I have to be out here. And I think when you're in a bigger city, like in New York or LA, you're just like, it's so much to explore and it's so much to yeah. do. You almost feel guilty sitting at home. Like I used to feel that way all the time about New York. I'm like, yo, it's so much to do. Like there's so much to see. I need to be like, I need oh. to do something. Even if it's me doing it by myself, it's just like, I can't be in this vibrant of a city and just like not be doing anything. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I encourage you to do it, especially in our, in our twenties, really yeah, young, even if it takes like, if it's just a year, like just do it to Go just, a year, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. we're not at that point where we're married to anything yet. So I think now is like the best time to do it. And I'm not staying in New York for forever. So, you know, I'm leaving in like two years or so. so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting yeah. my fix. And she's going to be like a four year, five year New York growing out. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned home being homesick and since Thanksgiving is coming up, I would love to know like what, like what is your experience when you go home now? Like tell us a little bit about your family. Like what are you looking forward to um, this holiday season? Yeah. um, I'll be going home for Christmas for like, I'm going home for a month, but I won't be going home for Thanksgiving, but growing up, I, you know, I have a really big family and uh, my parents are are separated. So Thanksgiving was always a a double fold for me. I would be with my mom in the beginning of the day. And then I go to my dad's side um, for the later part of the day. But, you know, I'm the oldest of how many siblings do I have? I want to say five because two of my cousins are like my brothers too. Um, But the oldest of five siblings, so four brothers or three brothers and a sister, sorry, four siblings. It's five of us in total. Can't (laughs) count right now. Um, But yeah, I've I've just, I've kind of taken ownership over, you know, just being the oldest and kind of being the leader of the pack in that sense. Um, And I love it being the, the eldest girl as well, just kind of getting to Boston around my whole life. That's been the fun part. But you know, my, my family is really big and we're all close. I have a lot of cousins. Um, I'm super close with my grandmother, um, my dad, my aunties, everything. And it's just, it's always been a really good time. And I've always really cherished and valued family. Um, like 
a lot of people know me, I would probably hang out with my family or like my aunties who are 40 years old over my friends often. Literally. (laughs) Right. That's just because first of all, I'm like a 40 year old woman, but second of all, we're just really close. And I really cherish that time and understand that, you know, your family's not here for forever. Um, and I, I want to be with them. I, I enjoy it. It's just so much fun being around them and kind of rehashing our memories and things like that. So the holidays have always been has have always been good good for me. Um, just eating good food. We all we all know what that that's like. But I'm super excited to go home because when I go home, I feel like that's when I'm happiest. Um, not that I'm not happy now, but it's just it's just so joyful and and pure in those moments. So. I'm looking forward to it and, you know, bothering my brothers and, and my sisters, but she's two, so she bothers me. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird because I remember when I was younger, I would just be like, oh my God, the holidays coming up, gotta go down, be with my family. Now that I'm older, like I live for the holidays, like I want to be around. It's not even about gifts. It's really just about like fellowship, just being around, you know, like your loved ones, like that's it. It's like, it refills your soul a little bit. So I totally- exactly. and then. And then with like COVID and all that stuff, like just seeing all the stuff that's happened over the years, yeah. like you just start to realize like, okay, not everything is, is promised here. And I really need to, you know, cherish what I have because a lot of people don't have that. And so I've just been trying to like reflect on that and make sure that I spend adequate time and in, in paying attention to my family. Yeah. So chance it, we in our 20s we have to bring it up because that's just what we do so how is your romantic life how are you managing like that whole thing I'm trying not to give it away because I know you but yeah (laughs) I'm single what are you talking about no I'm saying that (laughs) to get a kick out of him um no um so I am in a long distance relationship my boyfriend lives in Los Angeles I live in New York and I think it's going as well as it possibly can I think so Um, I'm like saying that like I'm in the relationship (laughs) no I say that because okay I'm sorry you finish no go ahead go ahead no no I was just about to say like I feel like was wasn't he just in New York this last weekend he was yeah right like like he like I feel like they see each other so much it's like you don't even think that they I'm you know what I mean like I feel like y'all are split up time like very good I feel like it shows to the commitment that you guys have to each other based on how you show up with someone in the distance. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's something that, um, what do you call it? It's a priority in y'all's relationship is to make it work. Yeah. It's not definitely a great thing. Like, Oh, she lives in New York. So it's like a very much priority. Exactly. And I think, you know, when, before we got in a relationship, we, I think, we actually made sure that, you know, I would be going back to New York at some point. So we have to, you know, we have, we have to set like the baseline, like that's what we're going to be working off of. And if we couldn't, then there's no reason to be in the relationship. And I think we're really doing really a really good job with communicating, expressing our feelings and things like that, which has really helped. Um, And if you know me, you know, I am a communicator. I love to talk and (laughs) we're going to hash it out. We're going to talk about you know, the things that make us uncomfortable and things like that. And I think that's what just has really helped us overall. Um, But yeah, we we set a plan. We make sure we see each other each month, whatever that means. Um, And also, when you live in a city like New York and LA, those are two huge airports. So like, I'm sure flights is like, if you think in a head, like planning ahead is not that like crazy, you know what I mean? In terms of like flight prices, because like I said, y'all are in two big cities. 
Right, right. And then, like, even when we don't see each other, we, we make sure we're um, kind of just connecting in different ways. So we have a TV show we watch every single night. And that's like, you know, after we work, we watch our TV show. And then, what do you know, it's a new day. And all of a sudden, a week has passed now. We only need three more weeks to see each other. Uh, we're watching This Is Us. We're almost done. Oh, so. my goodness. Okay, so yeah. y'all, do y'all, like, are y'all on FaceTime and then y'all watch it? Or y'all just make hit play at the same time? FaceTime, and then I have my MacBook. And you watch it. And then we press play. Okay. And then This Is Us, you need to watch shows like that because This Is Us makes you talk about yeah. very complex situations. And then you get to figure out what your partner's thinking in that in that moment, okay. too. Like, what would you have done? And I'm like, oh, that's what you have. Hmm. Okay. No. Yeah, that reminds me of that that card game. Um, I recently shared this with Niall, and we actually had the card game recently. Um, We're not really strangers. It's like that Instagram account. So in my (laughs) previous relationship, we used to use that to like reconnect. Look at you. She got it. She does it, guys. She just showed us the cards. (laughs) Yeah. Anytime you can like create something where y'all are talking about about yeah and able to like dive deep into conversation I think is really helpful in long distance relationships because naturally if you were in a car ride together you guys would end up talking about you know not just like how's your day but talking about a little bit more deeper stuff but when you can only hop on the phone after hours sometimes you kind of have to force yourself to say more than like oh my day was shitty how was yours Exactly. You know, those deep conversations are important too. And just having more so than just like, hey, what's up? How are you doing? You got to get like in the nitty gritty of things and you've got to know someone's mind. And I think that's what a lot of people miss over time in their relationship is that it's just like very high level instead of going into the trenches of it. Um, Yeah. I think you had a good foundation for y'all's relationship too, because y'all were like in person for the beginning of it. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like we, y'all started dating at a distance. Like, Y'all were together for a minute before it was like, oh, yay, uh, we got to peace out, go on business. But last thing, um, Marissa's literally one of my only friends I listen to about relationship advice. She's literally <laughs> never wrong. So I have to put that out there. It's that literally she is, um, you're like, literally like, it's, it's not the same wisdom as another 25-year-old. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a different it's level of wisdom that she gives so she gives me some of the best I think and it's never like a lot it's never like wordy like you know what I mean it's not like a bunch of like it's just very like simple answers that are very insightful all the time so I have to say that so yeah oh I think yeah now will avoid me sometimes because she knows I'll give her true just put me in the spot that means now we have to bring you back for like a very like a toxic q a like marissa how would you handle xyz no she'd be like oh she's like oh like you talking to who we get like i'll literally be afraid because like i already know like she's like anyway (laughs) it's good that's funny well um thank you okay one last thing what is one advice you would give for someone that's like trying to trying to take a chance on something like starting a new venture like stepping out on faith what is your like piece of advice for our listeners the one piece of advice that i usually tell people and that i tell myself is that even if there isn't an opportunity for you you can always create an opportunity for yourself um there are so many ways different ways to kind of create things for ourselves and a lot of times we hit this block road and it's just like 
oh, this isn't given to me, so I, it's just not for me or something like that. But like, there's so many ways for you to create whatever you want in your life for you. And you guys are, you know, you're doing it right here through like a podcast. You never know what that can lead into. And so I just like encourage people to not let a, like a, a wall or anything like kind of stop them. Think of different ways that you can just create different things for yourself and don't let anyone put limits on you because um, there's just too too much in the world for for that to happen so yeah, even if there's an opportunity for you create one for yourself because you can yeah. yay well thank you so much for coming on the show i love you so much and thank um, you for having me i love you guys yeah so we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and if you really enjoyed this episode leave us a review that's that's how we'll know that was so a little aggressive. if you really love this episode <laughs> bye guys <laughs> bye